the summary of the fifth Sicha Parsha's Korach of volume 18. In the connection in the Parsha of the story of the Machlokas of Korach, of Korach's argument on Aaron, on the Kohen rites, the position of Moshe and Aaron, and to the end of the Parsha where it mentions about the gifts that have to be given to the Kohen. So the Sifri says that the connection between the gifts to the, to the Machlokas of Korach is that uh, just like Korach argued on the Kohuna, so too, uh, so what Hashem wanted to do was, is to show strength to the Kohuna, and just like you would do in the courts, you would write it up and publicize it and stamp it and make it that this is a known rule when something was argued on, so too he establishes the rights of the Kohen by saying that we have to give the gifts to the Kohen. The Rebbe asks, why, if you, if you want to say this is the reason why he mentioned about the gifts to the Kohen, does the Parsha continue right after that? Now you also have to give tithing to the Levi. What does tithing to the Levi have to do with the argument of Karach? And even more, seemingly there's no connection at all to the tithing. Tithing to the Levi doesn't make sense to fit in here because Korach himself was a Levi. As a matter of fact, he was from the Chashvet Levi. And it says he was Ben Yitzar, Ben Kahas. So why would you say that? So obviously he's not arguing on the Levi's. If you want to the answer, that maybe that's the, precisely the reason because you could think that the Levi really should have been degraded because they argued on the Kohen's position. So that's why the, the Torah would bring down that even the Levi, to strengthen that they weren't diminished because just because these Levi's, Levi'im, were arguing on the Kohana. But that's very hard to say that because the point of mentioning the gifts of the Kohen was a positive thing. And if the reason for the Levi was a negative thing because you, you want to prove that they weren't diminished, that's kind of more of a, of a negative connotation. It has to be really the same idea, especially because it says the Kohen's gift, ooh, and with a vav, it's like, and you have the ubene levi, you have to give the tithing to the levi. It means it's a connection of the same thing. And also, since everything in the Torah is exactly precise, we have to say that the gift to the coin and the levi to the connection to Korach must be a very good, strong connection between the two. And that would, would be, and that would also be held in the idea of the connection to the machlekas of Korach. We once explained. Um, or we have explained many times uh, uh, that idea of what the Noyam Elimelech says, that when it says Kairach, so the Targum says, Vaspali Kairach, that he divided. So the Noyam Elimelech says that it's like the dividing between the heavenly waters and the lower waters. And that has to do with the separation between spirituality and materialism. And this is actually the whole idea here that was the argument of on the kuhuna of Aaron. Aaron was the Kohen Gadol. was the Kohen. Uh, Kairach wanted that Aaron, your job is spirituality. You're supposed to say spirituality. Why are you trying to influence the rest of the Jewish people if your job is to be a completely spiritual thing? Why are you mixing the two? That's actually an essence of what Kairach actually was, was arguing over here. Like we find also in other cases that there were those that were so holy, like Shammai. Shammai was very, very precise in his connection to Hashem. He didn't have the patience. And when the, the convert came, potential convert came, wanted to teach him the whole Torah one foot, he sent them away with his measuring stick. 
and Bishama in the, in the, when there's a Mishnah against Basil, he's not even a Mishnah there because, in other words, he doesn't even have a place there because he was a very high level, a different kind of level. It wasn't connected to the people lower level than him. Another example you have by the Rashbi, him and his, his colleagues, his his Chaver. Many people tried to go to that level of the Rashbi and they couldn't do it. Everything that his son looked at God was getting destroyed, he had to heal it. So you see that there is this concept. So Kerach wanted that that's the way it should be also for Aaron. Be only detached. And then came the, the answer that no, this is the real coin who I appointed. This is the idea of the commandment to mm-hmm. give the, the gift of the coin here, of the coin to show you that no, we're actually, there is a connection. And you have to give your material substance thing as a gift to a coin till Hashem says, it means you're giving it over to Hashem and Hashem is accepting it. Now, in Parshish Korach, we read always in the week of Gimel Thomas. Gimel Thomas is the day where the previous Rebbe was released from jail in the year of 1927. And everything is Bashkach and Pratis, and the Shalosh says that everything you read in all holidays are connected to the, to the, to, to the Yom Tev. So what's the connection here? That the, the previous Rebbe, also the people that argued on the previous Rebbe, they weren't arguing on the fact that he had, was spiritual himself. They were arguing that he was influencing and spreading Yiddishkeit all over, all over Russia, and we find that this that that that. But it says seemingly it's not exactly the same thing because Gimel Tamos was only the beginning. His ultimate freedom came much later. First, because here he went from here he went to exile in Kastrama, and over there he was limited on the spreading of Yiddishkeit. So we have to say that there must be something here that it was established just like the signing and publicizing of the Cohen rights is also was here and Gimel Thomas must be something also that established his, his position uh, even though it wasn't a full redemption. The Rebbe goes on to explain that in the gifts of the Cohen, there's three levels here that we're going to see here. We have number one, the level that you give to the Cohen, which is you take off a certain part of, of your Truma or your Miser and there's a fixed amount of much you have to you have to give. Even with the Rabbanon, there's, there's a certain amount, one or forty, or by the Chala, there's, there, there's an amount, but you're not supposed to give away your entire Chala. Ah, you could say, why don't I give away my whole thing? Let it be completely, everything should be sanctified. The Ramah says you're not allowed to sanctify everything. Says you, 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 that that's not acceptable at all. If you want to give a lot, give twenty percent. But seemingly, we shouldn't be able to give anything. So the Rebbe says that to understand this, this is actually the essence of what Chassidus explains: the difference of Kohenim and the Levim. Kohenim are called Ishchesed, and the Levim are Gvura. Kohenim want everything to flow, Mamaila Lamata, to come down. It should just just you know open the floods and let it come down. The Kohenim, the Levim are Gvura. They wanted to push everything from down there to go up there. Kairach wanted that the main thing should be Gvura, take things of this world, materialism, and let it become completely spiritual. He felt that the Tachtainim, the down here alone itself, has no place to be a vessel for godliness. That's what, that was his view. How do you fix the problem of Kairach? It's not like Karbanas, which gets completely devoted to Hashem, 100%, because that would be what he wanted. We're showing here that you take a certain amount and you make it holy. So by the Matas Kuna, you did it in a way where it becomes uh, 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 de- designated for the king, for the Malachim, and that's it. But by Matas Kuna, you don't see the full uh, uh, extent of the idea of elevating material things. Well, number one, why don't you see it? Because most of the gifts that you gave 
whether it was the ten that were from the gifts in the base of Mikdash or the four or the, the four that were from Yerushalayim. First you gave it to Hashem and then you gave it to the Kohen. Even Gezel Ager, it says that if you stole from a Ger and you can't return it, doesn't have kids, the guy died, you, you give it to Hashem and to the Kohen. So you see that you ultimately you don't see the ultimate level where the Tachtain itself is actually becoming more holy because I'm giving the Tachtain to the Kohen. Which is really giving it to Hashem. So it's, it, it, you're taking it out of the world of the Gashmias. And even the other gifts that you gave out from the ten uh, border, border neighborhoods were also things that you gave while it was still in the position of the Jew. And you gave them as a gift. You gave the shoulder, you gave the neck, the, the cheeks, the, 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 you gave all these different fields, whatever you wanted to give. But that's why the part, now we understand why the Parsha mentions the tithing of the lady. Because by the tithing of the lady, you're saying I'm giving my material substance itself and which is not limited to which kind of parts of the animal, and it's also not limited to who could actually eat it. Everybody can eat it. It's mutter lazarim also. So from here you get to see more that the tacht in itself is becoming more holy, because I'm giving that away. Now, ultimately, that's not the highest level either. The highest level, why? Because it's coming, because I'm doing it, because Hashem told me to do it. Anything that comes that you're doing to serve Hashem that's coming from above, not from within, it doesn't actually penetrate all the way through. As we see the Machlaikas, what Kairach wanted was he said that a talus that's full uh, that, that's fully wool, you shouldn't have any have to put any fringes, because a talus is the idea of makif of surrounding and strings. It's called bringing it down. He didn't want to have the strings where you bring down godliness into this world. But the ultimate level is when you actually take the world itself, not the parts that you have to give to the coin, not even the tithing you have to give away, the rest of your belongings. You take that, your regular gashim stick of things, and you use that for Hashem. That's the ultimate thing of Adira Batachtain. And this also is similar to the idea of Yichud Havaya Echad, Momato Lamaila or Yehudei Loa, taking the Hashem's name down here, or connecting them both together, the ultimate highest level is when you connect two opposites together. The Yehudei Loa and the Yehudei Toa, you connect them both together into one entity. And this is what happened on Gimel Tamas. Dafka, when the free Rebbe was released from the level of jail, but he wasn't completely free. There you got to see that he was doing still a fatzas of Mayanas, he was still doing a fatzas of Taira, where he got a cheder to start even in Kastrima and to fix the, the mikveh that were there, and he was saying chasidus over there, because that's where you got to see the tacht in the lowest place. Once he was already free, you didn't see or feel that lowest place. So the ultimate level was there, you got to see it specifically when it was on the Gimel Tamas period itself. And this is the idea also that you see that the previous Rebbe said when he was being sent to Kastrima on the train platform. He said there that we're asking by Hashem. He Hashem Elokeinu Yimanu Hashem Elokeinu should be with us, just like he was with our forefathers. Don't don't let us don't forget about us. Don't forsake us. And Hashem should be with us, and He will be with us, like He were with our fathers. Even though He says, even though we can't compare ourselves to our forefathers because they went on Maseris Nefesh Rapayel. Rebbe says, what's going on over here? He's saying, Yashem Elokeinu Elokeinu means is already with us. Why do I have to say after that? Imanu. And also, he says that, uh, he says, I'm not comparing ourselves to, to them, who they, the forefathers who went on Messiah's Nefesh. What, the previous Nefesh? Didn't go on Messiah's Nefesh. She was on Messiah's Nefesh right there. 
So, what does this refer to? That he was including the Jews who are just B'Shem Yisrael Yechuna, they're just called just with the name Yisrael. The previous Rebbe already said that eat, that don't look at them, don't judge them on the amount of their practice and their performance of it. Even those people are included, included that we are not compared to our forefathers. And this is what he means when he says, and also Imanu, it includes those Jews. And this is, that's the answer to, the, to, the, to this uh, verse over here. And this leads us to the Hayra, which is the strength not to be nispal, be affected from any obstacles that get in the way from spreading Torah and Yadus, any Yiddishkeit. And that's the promise that we have. Like the second taich in the word Yehi is not just a should be, but it means it's a vet side, it will be, that he will fulfill the, his promise that he will be, that he will be with us, like it was with our forefathers, and he won't forsake us, and there will be Lachobene Yisrael. Everybody will have light, Baruchnius, and Begashmius.